episode 110. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and now, international talent agent. Well, she's a native of Fort Washington, Pennsylvania, lived in Manhattan, then LA, but now she has newly arrived in the Music City. Yes, Nashville, Tennessee. And if Dolly and Ozzy had a love child, it would be this bad, good little church girl. You better strap up your seatbelts for Sandy Hollop. Have you heard the news? There is a brand new musical act out on the airwaves called Mercy. This is something that you have never heard before. It's spiritual. It's the truth unleashed. With scripture delivered by Christine Mercy. Along with drums, guitars, pianos, violins, and vocals from singer-songwriter James Kevin O'Connor. Yes, a little bit of heaven on earth. And just in time. Behold, the brand new single from the forthcoming album, I Am Victorious. Yes, Jesus came, he saw, he taught, he preached, he healed, he suffered unimaginable torture, and not only defeated the evils of Satan, but he won the entire war for the entire world. And as he stated in the song, I'm going home, back to the throne, victorious, it's glorious. I've many rooms in my father's house for all of us. It's glorious. Learn to trust in his name. I Am Victorious, the new single is out now and available on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. Recorded just weeks ago on Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. Download the single I Am Victorious right now on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And keep your eyes open for the full album release coming soon. Featuring Come, Bless You, Amen, I'm Afraid, It Is Finished, and yes, the title track, I Am Victorious. Available right now. Go to iTunes, CD Baby, or Amazon and download your copy of I Am Victorious today. And keep your eyes and ears open for the new band, Mercy, coming to a venue near you soon. This message is sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Today on the Dharmic Evolution, I'm really happy to have Zandy Hollop with us Okay, so I don't know where to start with you. You got so much on your resume. You're a singer, songwriter, and actor, and you lived in Manhattan when you were 18, right? Yes. Cool. And then you went then to LA with just a suitcase and a hope to crash on some couches. I love that. So uh, you've got the nomadic blood, and uh, now you are in Nashville, and you're a uh, a combination rocker and uh, country. Lady, so um, been checking out your music. Really like what I hear. So, tell us, Zandy. First of all, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and th- you know, it's. I wanted to congratulate you on your move to Nashville. Um, you know, you seem to have it in your blood, and it seems to be the right place for you. No. Oh, I definitely think it's the right place for me. It was just kind of a matter of time before I was going to move here. Uh And I made a really rash decision by moving here. Like I was supposed to be on a vacation. And three days after I got here, I said, that's it. I'm moving. And I got an apartment two days later. (laughs) Oh, so you you went to Nashville for vacation and just said, no, I'm not going back. Exactly. Yeah, cool. I love that. That's great. So it doesn't take a, you're, you're not the type that has to sit there and stew about something. You get inspired and you just go with it, right? 
Not at all. And yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's oh, me. Oh, <laughs> I think it's great. Look at all the time you save, you know? You, I know. <laughs> you could have spent years on this decision, said, nah, nah, I'm just going to go and do it now. That's cool. So tell us, how did you get connected to music, uh, Zandy? What was... um. What happened to you as a youngster? Were you very young when you first said, I got the bug, I got to do this? What happened to make you, you know, to, to make that drive kick in and say, I want to do this with my life? Well, you know, it's funny. When I was young, I was very shy. And my parents had put me in little plays and such so I could come out of my shell. And I was doing acting and singing. But as I started to take singing lessons more as I was older, I realized that I wanted to sing more modern music because they had me singing lots of Broadway music and such. And so then as I got older, I realized that what I wanted to do was my own thing. And a vocal teacher asked me on a whim one day, do you ever think of writing songs? And I said, no, but I'll try it. And next week I came back with a song and I was addicted. I have not stopped writing ever since. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. So, so do you find that when you finish a song, it's always like, um, I, I don't know how to ask this, but for me, it's like, you know, it, it's always the same. It's like, um, you know, no, no matter how many you write, it's almost like when you finish, it's like this this feeling of, uh, it's hard to describe, like having that creative bug and then say, wow, I just took a blank piece of paper and there was nothing before. And now there's this really cool event that has happened. No, I think just, that's honestly amazing. Yeah, it never gets old, right? Oh, it never gets old. I mean, I just think the emotions that humans experience are so fascinating. And so when I'm able to put my emotions into something beautiful, I'm just excited to know that I'm capable of that. That's great. And you know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about playing this first track, Bad Good Little Church Girl, shall we? Let's do yeah. this. All right. This is it. <laughs> Into the pew, three minutes late. What you gonna do? Say, right down, spin again into the bullet. Is that a sin?
future Hoping that you go to hell But when I put those hands together I only prayed for myself Cause I'm a I'm so glad that Jesus loves you anyway. <laughs> you bad, bad little church girl. So, hey, tell us about that song. Basically, that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like to be honest with my music. And I think women need to stop hiding behind a facade of being these little angels because we always do have a devilish side. But right. it's not like you have to just be one or the other. I think that you can be both. And that's kind of me. And I basically just, the first thing I thought of is how I'm always 10 minutes late to church. And I'm always strolling in with some gum in my mouth and hair from last night. So I was like, you know what, man? I got to write a song about that because it's bad, but I'm still good because I still get there. So, Well, you know, I'm honored because you were right on time for this show. So, man, I got one up on the church. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take it personally. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so tell me about how did you, Zandy, get connected to your style and your sound? Because you, you are very stylized. And you have, you know, just listening to your music, I can tell you have complete ownership of, you know who you are, and um, and you you sing with command, um, and you sing with style. So how what styles did you listen to growing up that kind of connected you to who you are today? Well, first of all, thank you for that compliment. I'm glad that you see me as that kind of person and that kind of artist. Um You know, I kind of listened to a mix of metal, rock, and country music growing up. I mean, of course, as a little kid, I was trying to find myself. But, you know, when I got to the end of middle school, beginning of high school, I started to listen to Black Sabbath, Metallica, Dolly Parton, Reba, um, Kiss, Led Zeppelin, you know, stuff like that. And then in terms of current country artists, I really like Jason Aldean, Miranda Lambert. And I kind of tried to put some of those sounds into my music because I love that hard rock metal feel, but I like that country emotion. So I kind of like to put them together, and that's my goal with my music. Love it. I love the sound that you have, and uh, yes, very brave of you to do that. It's kind of cool mixing all that up um, because you get the best of of so many worlds, like the rock end. you know, I was kind of the same way. I love the, you know, the heavy rock. I mean, I love the uh, the the power groups of, um, you know, the English groups, you know, all the super groups that came out way back when uh, with the quality of their music. But then the, the amazing part of country music is, 
you know, the storytelling and the, the lyrical writing power of it. So you putting those two together, uh, what a lethal combination. Congratulations on that. You know, thank you. I'd like to think so myself. And it's kind of funny because lots of people are kind of scared of the combination at first, but yeah, I think that we need something different. And, you know, there's no reason in repeating history. We should create it. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. There's a, I mean, it's kind of an exciting time. I mean, I kind of always like when people are experimenting and doing new things like, uh, what is it, Florida Georgia Line, they're doing, doing really interesting music. And and I know a lot of the the real diehard uh, country, you know, traditionalists get kind of upset about it when they see, you know, their precious uh, country being, uh, how would you say, being diluted or whatever, however they feel about it. But, you know, music must march on. I mean, there's always got to be some kind of um, new experimentation is like, we have this already and this is good, but what do we have that's next, you know? I mean, of course, because I think if new things weren't to come about, then we would have never had the Beatles. Right. So I think we need to keep growing and prospering because there are so many good things out there that we just need to give a chance to. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of great music being created today. And, uh, you know, doing this show, I am just so lucky to be able to eavesdrop on the talents of the world and and kind of like listen to all you guys and say, wow, listen to this, this is really cool. But but yeah, you're right, like the Beatles, for instance, they were listening to American rock, you know, and like, um, you know, the blues and things like that and Little Richard and people like that. So it's always this kind of like, you know, it's across the pond, it's a different country, it's a different sound, and then it gets resynthesized into something else. So um, so I think everybody gets to contribute, and how cool is that? I think it's amazing, and I think that's the best part about kind of the cross-pollination of genres. Everyone can be a part of it, and we can all give different input, because that's the cool thing when, yeah. you're, when you're able to kind of push ideas off of each other. Yeah, I love it. Hey, so let's do another one. Let's do Drive Your Car with Zandy. Here we go. Check this out. I know. 
Like that. Drive your car. Yes, you may drive my car, Zandy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great song. Thank you. So, um, hey, tell me about where did you grow up? I was born in Fort Washington, Pennsylvania. It's a small town kind of near Philadelphia. Um, And then my my family moved to New Jersey, so I moved with them. And Whereabouts in Jersey? Franklin Lakes. Oh, yeah. We're practically brother and sister. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm in Morris County, actually. Okay, so yeah, yeah not too far away. Yeah. County, Morris. Right. But um, then, you know, in the end of middle school, I was going to New York pretty much every day for my career. And so I moved to New York, Manhattan, when I was in high school. Nice. How was that experience? It was amazing. I grew up fast and learned a lot of crazy things about the world, but I'm happy it happened because... That made me the person and the artist I am today, for sure. Right. So I wanted to ask you about, we talked a little bit about the bands and your influence and so forth, but like favorite singers for you, like um, as you started to develop your sound, like who did you gravitate towards um, that really, really influenced you and your sound? You know, it's funny because lots of people will ask me about my sound and my voice. How did it come about? I was actually really not confident in my voice for a while. I didn't think it was good because I didn't have as big of a voice. I didn't have that big Carrie Underwood voice. I kind of had a deeper, more sultry voice. Right. And it didn't really come from any influence in particular. I finally just embraced what my natural sound was. And I just kind of did what my body told me to do. So my sound really doesn't come anywhere vocally. It's kind of just from me. Good for you. That's awesome. So uh, you just work with what you have, which, by the way, is really, really great. You have a lot of emotion and uh, a lot of color in your voice. So I, I particularly like the way you sing, and I love the sound of your voice. 
Um, let me ask you, I love this. Dolly Parton and Ozzy Osbourne, if they had a love child, it would be Zandy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is so cool. Hey, Ozzy, is that is that guy from another planet? I mean, just, you know, the way he sings, he is so different and so special. There's just something about his voice that's just kind of amazing, no? It's completely intriguing. And I mean, I just kind of, for me personally, I feel his full emotions when I hear him sing. And I can, I, I just, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I think Ozzy Osbourne's amazing. I have loved Black Sabbath ever since I was in high school and I will continue loving. <laughs> I went to see their last tour. I saw it in Madison Square Garden and it was pretty amazing. Yeah, the, the, you know, it's so funny because, uh, you know, back in the day, they did, a lot of people don't realize that their first album, they just did it in like one day. <laughs> just walked in they plugged in they hit record and, and that was it the first sabbath al album was done like in in a day like in an eight or ten hour session or something just crazy you know crazy stuff like that but yeah he he's definitely uh quite the talent ozzy so um so tell me about your your world in nashville now like now that you've you've done the new york thing and you're in nashville you seem to be at home there so what is life like for, for Zandy Hollop right now that you've moved to Nashville? It's kind of crazy. I mean, I moved here officially like three weeks ago, but I was living with a friend. So I just moved into my apartment like two days ago. So I'm still kind of getting used to the whole thing. Um, it's definitely a different world because, I mean, I lived in New York and L.A. and those both of them are very crazy cities in their own right. Right. Nashville has a completely different vibe and I just try to surround myself with music every day. I try to work hard every day. I'm a very driven person. I just, I want to work hard every single day. And that's my goal with Nashville. I just want to be the best me I can possibly be every day. Well, I can tell because it's so cool. You're in your apartment two days and here you are on a podcast already. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just go get it. Right, girl? Get it. Get it. <laughs> Hey, tell me about um, with you with writing, okay? Um, I want to talk about the studio, but I want to ask you about your writing process first because I understand you um, you studied uh, guitar, piano, and voice. And um, like, what is your favorite go-to instrument? Like when you're writing, what do you prefer, or doesn't it matter to you? Definitely, guitar is my instrument of choice. Okay. Um, I will kind of pick up a piano if I don't have a guitar around. Or if I'm really looking for a different kind of sound. Like sometimes if I'm getting a little stuck writing, I'll go to the piano. But guitar is definitely where it's at. Because um, it's funny, when I was little, my parents would force me into piano lessons and I hated it. And I would beg them to let me play the guitar. And literally after a year of me begging them, finally they got me lessons. And then they said, we're not going to get you a guitar unless you really show us that you want it. And so... I was renting a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you steal one? That'll get their attention. <laughs> <laughs> I was close to it. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, finally they realized that I wasn't messing around. I really loved the guitar and they got me my first guitar, my baby. And that's been my baby ever since. <laughs> yeah. Is it acoustic? It is. Yeah. Acoustic. You know, the cool thing about acoustic is like, you know, writing on an acoustic guitar, like you have everything there. You have harmonies, melodies, you have drums, you have like everything is in that guitar, which is, um, you know, you could say the same about a piano, but it's just so, uh, it's just so hard to describe that um, 
there's more imagination than than can come out of, I think, an acoustic guitar. Just very, very simple, but it's all there, you know. I completely agree, and also it's just kind of a more hands-on instrument. Like it's it's your guitar, like your piano. I understand, but you can't really carry that around. You can't like you know your tears can't fall on your piano, really. Right, right. <laughs> you no, know, your guitar is really. I don't know. For me personally, that's just my emotional crutch when I write a song. I yeah. love my guitar. Taking it out to the to the park or wherever you end up going out in the woods or something, you know, it's just so easy to have that, that with you. That sounds about right for me. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I know you guys are digging the sounds and the stories of this bad, good little church girl. Right back to Zandy after this. Are you a singer, songwriter, artist, or author? Are you in need of a platform for your career? Well, the James O'Connor Agency is in the business of helping you broadcast your global career. If you are needing to expand your presence in a big way, such as having your music and your voice heard around the world in 196 countries, then look no further. We have the platforms here to help you catapult your career like no one else can. Here at the James O'Connor Agency, we can expand your global career by being a featured guest on Dharmic Evolution for singer-songwriters and everyone in the entertainment industry. Or The James O'Connor Show, designed for authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Both shows are international radio, TV shows, and podcasts. Go to thejamesoconnoragency.com and find out what we can do for your global career right now. So, um, so tell me about tell me about the gig scene. Like, what's going on with you with gigs? I mean, are you doing like when you go out right now? Do you do full band? Do you do um, do you do a solo act? Like, what is your go to thing these days? So, I definitely like doing full band gigs because with my style of music, I really want people to hear it with a band because it is kind of country with that rock metal fusion. And I want people to realize that you can put metal with country. So that's why I really think having a full band is important. But of course, I like to play acoustic shows. I like to play rounds. I just like to show off, you know, just the lyrics and the emotions. I like that too. Right. Yeah, the rounds are really fun. You know, you just that get that energy going. You know, it, it's just awesome as, you know, you listen to somebody else who inspires you and kind of give it right back to them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, Nashville's just a very inspirational town in general. I think it's so great that every single place you go, you can hear live music almost 24 hours. And everybody is here for music. And that's just kind of an awesome thing. Everyone's driven. Not everyone's going to make it, but everyone is going to try. And I think that's really great. Yeah, you know, it's... um it's funny that even the conversations as you, because I've spent a lot of time in Nashville, I record there quite often, and um, just walking down the street, it's like you hear people like they just eat, sleep, and breathe, and think, and talk music all day long, you know, and everybody plays, everybody does something, you know, and it's just kind of nice to be around that, that, uh, that exciting vibe all the time, if that's your world. No, I completely agree with you. I mean, it's interesting because everyone always wants to talk about music. And I don't know. It's interesting, though, because when I go to Broadway, I I don't know. I've, I've always been a very emotional person. But I tell people, I'm like, it can either be a really happy experience or a really sad experience because you can see it two ways. It's either a bunch of people that are really working their butts off trying to make it or it's a bunch of people whose dreams will be broken one day. 
And you can kind of look at it both ways. And I kind of, I don't know. I think it's cool to see it both ways because it gives you a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And and as far as making it, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're a committed artist, you, you just need to find a way to keep doing what you're doing. And because there's, there's many, many modes of success. Now, you know, if tons of money and notoriety is that if that's how you define success, then you're successful. But if you put on your your work after you complete it and say, wow, this just crushes and I, I really went for it, then that's another definition of success. So maybe you do something to um, to protect that and nurture that artistry, you know? So, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I think people just need to, you know, to like realize that, that you don't ever have to give this up under any any conditions or circumstances. Not at all. I mean, we have one life. We need to live it to the fullest. And that's something I truly believe. I mean, my family believes the same thing. I've been, they've been very supportive of me because I did one semester of college and realized this isn't for me. I was meant to be a nomadic soul that is trying to pursue her career. And I think that's kind of what we have to do as human beings. If we have a dream, we can't forget about it. We can't give it up. We need to live out our dream because what are you going to do? You're going to have what if going through your head every single day if you don't try to live your dream. Yeah, very, very well stated. Hey, tell me, can you bring us into the studio a little bit, Zandy, on those first two tracks? I want to ask you about your process, who you're working with and where you're recording. So my producer, Keanu Kim, he produced this, and he is one of my best, best friends now. He has become just such a great person in my life. I'm really lucky to have met him. Basically... I met Keanu through my BMI rep and through my bass player in my band. And we kind of just hit it off. And we actually wrote Drive Your Car together. That's the first song we ever wrote. So it's Great definitely track. an interesting first right to write a song that's ultimately about, well, driving someone's car. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but Keanu's great. I mean, he's such a talented producer and he let me have a lot of input in the album, and I'm really just very pleased with the way things came out for my first EP. I can't wait to release another EP because now I feel like I've improved drastically since the first EP. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's so delightful the way that happens, you know, and sometimes you do like such good work on something and you go, wow, there's some pressure now because, you know, we did really well on this one. How am I going to, how am I going to top that? And I think the best thing to do is just forget about the first one and just immerse yourself in what's in front of you. And then ultimately they just, everything gets better. It just, it's a natural process. Completely. I mean, as people, we grow and mature and we, yeah, we just change all the time. So as an artist, you're bound to have the same thing happen. Yeah. Where did you guys record? We recorded an Atomic Sound in Brooklyn. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. We made a country album in New York. Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're shaking things up. Oh, I like yeah. that. I, mean, I definitely wanted to kind of defy the Nashville scene a tiny bit because they all were like, oh, yeah, sing these girly, cute pop songs. And I'm like, no, I'm not singing girly, cute pop country songs. I'm going to record this in New York if that's what you want me to do. So I did. Right. <laughs> And and, so, and and you record songs like this one we're going to play called Get Me My Gun. Oh, yeah. 
a game of drum playing boy, you better check yourself. She's a bleach blonde, one of the actress, a cheap date from a hockey top bar. A moonshine got your head silly, and it's an hot corner. Get me my gun, Zandy. Where did you come up with this one? I love that track. Actually sitting in a booth at a restaurant with my mother sitting across the table when I was in like freshman year of high school. <laughs> really? So, yeah. <laughs> I was a firecracker. And I don't think I'd ever keyed anyone's car, but I knew it was coming someday. So right. it kind of just came out. <laughs> wow. Wow. That that you know, tell us, you know, again, bring us in the studio on that one too. Like Give us some of the players, and this was, again, in Brooklyn, right? This was all in Brooklyn, yes. Um, I had Tad DeBrock on guitar, who is obviously amazing. When I heard Tad playing these solos in the studio, my my jaw just dropped. I mean, it was exactly what I was looking for, that country with that rock angst. I just, I loved it. And um, I have Phil Bloom on drums, Tony Tino on bass, and then obviously me on vocals, which is, you know. It soft. was it was great. It was a really good experience. I love that. I love the vibe and the energy. You know, you guys just captured it. Hey, tell me the pr- process. Did you guys stack tracks? Did you do it live? How did you how did you cut this? 
So we stacked tracks. I mean, we kind of had a bass track that we were doing, um, you know, with just the drum, guitar, and bass. But then we obviously put colors on top. So Tad did some more solos on top of that. And, of course, we have other instruments besides those three. So Right, right. So now, are you still obviously you're you're still in touch with these guys, or at least your producer, right? So, what? How does that change things with you being in Nashville, or does it at all? Well, I'm in, still in touch with my band. Um, obviously, we can't really play together anymore. I'm getting a band down here in Nashville, but they are some of my best friends because they really experienced me playing out for the first time. I really spent my first year just playing out almost every weekend with that band. So they really know me very well, and they're so supportive of me. They were really happy for me when I told them I was moving. So, yeah, I'm really blessed to have met them. And, of course, I keep in touch with Keanu. He really is one of my best friends. Um, I hope he comes and visits me in Nashville. I am telling him to visit me. So if you're listening, Keanu, come visit me in Nashville. (laughs) Let's go, Keanu. What are you waiting for? Nothing to lose. There's no downside to Nashville. It's just oh, of course great. not, especially for a songwriter, because Keanu is also a songwriter. He wrote Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. Oh, so really? You have to call him a songwriter. Yeah, for sure. What a, what a track. Hey, um, so tell me about, you know, the challenges of finding a band. Are there any, or do you find, do you have a network that, um, you know, like how did you, you, when you went down there, how did you get connected to the community of Nashville? Did you have friends there already, or, you know, how are you doing with that whole thing? Well, I've been coming to Nashville on and off for a few years now, but um, I kind of find that people down here are more eager to make friends, especially coming from New York and L.A. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So I met people and I was just really honest. I would say, hey, like, this is my sound. Are you interested? And I met people that were like, yeah, I'm down for this. Like, and they loved what I was doing and it was just an organic process. I think getting a band together should be an organic process. It shouldn't be some kind of master crafted plan. You should it should come organically. Right. Right. Somebody knows somebody who yeah, they would fit in, you know, and it just kind of pieces itself together. Exactly. Yeah, that's the best way because people have to touch the love. You know, they have to feel like yeah, this is something I, I feel like I belong in. It's not like some I got a phone call and, hey, show up here because so-and-so said to. You know, that's a, a lot different than Completely, the way yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, I definitely want my players to really love what they're playing because it's not fun for anyone if there's no passion behind the music. And I really want everyone that plays with me to love it just as much as I do. And if they have an idea that they think would sound great and that would make them love it more to let me know because I want for everyone to be on the same level as I am in terms of feeling the music. Hey, Sandy, tell me about like doing the Broadway thing and the plays and things, you know, things of that nature, the acting career, if you will. It seems like I'm getting the feeling that you've kind of like put more emphasis on your singing and songwriting and performing career. Uh, Well, first of all, is that true or no? I definitely do both music and acting equally. I mean, I've kind of put acting a little bit on hold moving down to Nashville because there isn't as much of an acting scene, but I'm still pursuing it. Um, acting is another one of my loves. I personally think that if if you were a person that was blessed with feeling extreme emotions, you need to put them where they're supposed to go. And the arts was where mine were supposed to go. And 
acting and, and singing are both just forms of emotional execution, in my opinion. And wow, I, I love that. I'm writing that down. That's your next song title, Emotional Execution. Get busy you, on you that right so? away. <laughs> We're going to have to talk after this because now I'm really curious about what I would write it about. <laughs> <laughs> That's so well stated. Yes, you're right because... Um, you know, it's almost like, you know, you look at somebody like you and it's like, well, you don't put a thoroughbred in the barn and lock the door. You have to get out and run. And if you don't do that, then you have no place to put the stuff. Completely. So, I mean. So, so tell me about like your favorite thing. Is it, is it, um, because you did a, um, you did a uh, film, right? Birder's Guide to Everything. Yes. I've been in a few films and Birder's was my first ever film. And how, how was that experience? It was amazing. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It was my first time auditioning for a film, which is pretty rare that I was able to be a part of that with that experience. Um, yeah, I remember just being so excited. I was a sophomore in high school and I was just, it's so amazing to be on set, especially of an indie film, because you really do become like a family with the cast and the crew. And I also just love the fact that everyone on that film was just so invested in it. Everyone loved what they were doing because indie films do not have a lot of money behind them. If you invest yourself in an indie film, you are really into it. And that's what I thought was amazing about that film. I just, I'm blessed to be part of such an amazing project. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I got to check that out. I mean, um, so so with you doing both, doing the music and doing this, do you feel a conflict at times or do you feel like they both, one helps the other? You know, it's interesting you say that because I am very busy. <laughs> I pretty much work two jobs at this point. And it's hard. It's hard to balance them. But I don't think I could get by doing one and not the other because when you have a low point in life, you can't just sit there and brood about it. You need to do something. And for me, what I'll do is if I had a really bad day in terms of my acting, I will turn to music. And if I had a really bad day in terms of music, I will turn to acting. And I kind of feel like I don't like, it's not that I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket because it's not a backup plan at all, but it's more or less why do one when you could do both if you love both? I just, I don't think there's a reason to just not do both. Right, right. Yeah, I've had somebody on the show. Her name is, uh, she's from Durango. I think Durango, uh, Laramie Cooley does the same thing. Really good songwriter, excellent voice, and she's in the film thing, doing film work at the same time. And, and it's kind of cool that, you know, one will help the other along because I, I guess those two worlds are kind of, um, they kind of they kind of have to move together because there's no good film out there without good music behind it. You know, you have to have great music to drive the film and vice versa. Of course, it has to be a good script. Completely. And you know, you look at any film like, like no matter how good and just turn the sound down it's like, wow, what happened, man? Something <laughs> something, <laughs> you know, it's like half the half the film now. So um so they do, I think they do go hand in hand. So I think, I think you're blessed and, and it's wonderful that you are, you know, having one foot in each of those camps because I think it'll probably at some point um, begin to influence your songwriting and your, uh, your onstage uh, music performances as well. 
It definitely has. I mean, even just the experiences I've had as an actress have made me a better songwriter. I mean, for instance, packing my bags and moving to L.A. when I was 18, all alone, just (laughs) that gave me a lot to write about. You are a brave girl. Hey, you know what it's time for? It's time to play the title track, Lone Star from Sandy Holland. Check this out. Kitchen table Like every other night Dreaming what it's like to dance in the stars Drink a black coffee Grab my keys and take off in my car Oh, what it's like To be a lonesome A it's a hard, hard, hard life I'd say Lonesome, lonesome There's a price you have to pay To be a
Driving around Texas like a lone star. So how did we come up with this one, Sandy? Just like the first line of the song, I really was sitting at my kitchen table. Um, and yeah, I was just kind of having one of those nights, one of those really lonely nights where I wanted to live my dream so badly. And I kind of just thought, wow, that's what I am. I'm a lone star. I'm this star in the making, I have it inside of me, but I feel so alone. Like it just, it hasn't come to fruition. And yeah, it just kind of was a really sad moment. And I just let it all out. It's beautiful track. I love the violin in it, you know, um, well, you should say fiddle, I guess, because it's got that kind of country pull to it. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is great. And you captured that in Brooklyn. Yeah, I did. Um, And that's why I think music, it, it will it will prevail because where no matter where you are, what you have inside of you will come out. And that's what happened. And I'm really just, yeah, I don't think it matters where you are. You can create whatever you want, wherever you want. Right, right. That's fantastic. So um, so tell me what is next for you? Now you've got this great EP out. What are you thinking about now? Because I know the wheels are spinning. I'm thinking about a lot. I mean, Gosh, I want to for sure record another EP. Um, I'm writing a lot right now. I'm I'm always writing. I'm in a lot of writing sessions down here. I'm playing out. I'm really just trying to get to that next level of my career. That's why I moved down here because I finally feel like, okay, I'm ready for the next level, whatever that may be. And it's kind of, yeah, it's it's unpredictable. Welcome to Nashville, you know? Right, right. So you're, you're playing out, you're writing, Tell us about social media. What are you doing with social media to perpetuate your career? Oh, Lord. Well, I'm always on there. You have okay. to be. <laughs> yes. Um, I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Snapchat, all of those things. I have the same name. It's just my name, at Zandy Hollop. That's nice and simple. I like that. That's really great. Yep. Keep it the same for everything. <laughs> Yeah, so so how are you um how are you doing with that with getting like what is the strongest platform for you in your opinion? Which one do you like the best? Is one, you know, jump out um being more important than others as far as reaching people? 
Well, to be totally honest, my favorite app to use is Periscope okay. because I just think it is so amazing that if I wanted to right now, sitting in my pajamas, I could pick up my guitar, turn it on, and have a bunch of people watching me play the song I just wrote. Right. I think that's insane. And also, it's a really intimate experience to have with fans. And I've gotten some of my most loyal fans from Periscope because of the intimacy that you're having with them. Right. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no prepping. It is so real. There's nothing to, uh, there's no scripting. You know, for most people, they don't script it. They just have a conversation. Completely. And yeah, you're able to interact with your fans on a much more personal level. Periscope is by far my favorite app. I mean, of course, there are more popular things out there like Instagram and all that stuff. But I mean, I think the internet is fake for the most part. All the pictures that you'll see people put on Instagram, it's a facade. It's a pose that they did 50 times to get it right. Right. On Periscope, it's the real raw Zandy, and I think that's awesome. I think everyone needs to have that. Do you appear without makeup? I do. <laughs> I do a lot, actually. Um, that's funny you say that. I have a very strong opinion on that kind of stuff. I think that we need to be confident in ourselves without that kind of stuff, and I'm definitely, I guess not confident without makeup, but I, I know who I am, and I, I own it. Right. So, yeah. Um, so tell me this, what is your biggest challenge in the business that you're in? Let's talk about, keep it to music to, for other artists to listen in on this. Like, what do you find the most challenging and difficult obstacle to attaining the success that you want to have? Gosh, there's so many. Um, I think one that I really have noticed a lot since I moved to Nashville is, People are constantly wanting you to change and they're going to tell you, oh, if you do this, if you sing this type of song, you'll make it. And you just have to be strong and realize, yes, you can take constructive criticism, but do not completely change yourself as an artist because someone tells you it's going to make you famous. Because then what are you really famous for? A lie? Right. You don't want, that's, it's just, there's no point in that. And also, your fans will see through that. It's just a matter of time. Right, right. So you you are comfortable owning owning your music in your own skin. Yeah, I am. I am. I am Dolly and Ozzy's love child, and that's how it's going to stay. There is no way I am going to give that up because that's me as an artist, and that makes me different than other people. And I think that we all, as a society, need to focus on being different. And for the other artists out there, don't be afraid to be different. Yeah, there is a place for everyone, but there is a way to make different commercial. There is a way, and you can do it. I just think you can't. Just don't give in to what people say. Really just kind of stay true to who you are. That's my best advice to other people. Good, good. Very, very well stated. Yeah, there was something that David Bowie was on. Somebody was playing a clip uh, over the weekend I caught, and uh he kind of said something similar in that, uh, you know, if you're if you're going to be in such a comfort zone, you're probably not going to do your best work. So embrace that idea that, you know, don't be comfortable. Don't go to the, uh, you know, to the easy and proven and done a thousand times um, type of situation. You know, just just be brave. I completely agree. Coming from the best David Bowie. 
I could not agree more. Yeah, he's, he was just amazing. Hey, as we're winding down here, Zandi, please let us know how can we support the Zandi Hollop that we've grown to love and, and just so much on this short little uh, Dharmic Evolution interview, but we've grown, <laughs> grown to love you and admire your work and appreciate you, but we want to support you, purchase your music. What should we do? Thank you, first of all, for all that support and loving energy. Um, the best way to support me is to follow me on social media. So follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, tell your friends. Yes, you can get my EP on iTunes and you can listen on Spotify. That is, It's just sharing the music and really being enthusiastic about that because that's what I need. I need people that want to be a part of my team, be a part of my life and want to take this journey with me. Great. We will do that and we will put all of the links to connect to you in your show notes on this uh, Dharmic Evolution. And thank you so much, Zandi, for being a part of this show and sharing all of your wonderful energy, your music, and your talents with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Do you ever wonder why you were created and what you're here to do? Then the geography of the soul will help you to find your true place in this world. The music is so inspirational, including tracks such as I Want to Be Loved, State of Grace, and Ride On. James Kevin O'Connor is an internationally acclaimed singer, songwriter, music producer, entertainment agent, and a loving father who leads you to find your true place calms your mind and soul in breathtaking ways. Buy Geography of the Soul today by James Kevin O'Connor at iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, jameskevinoconnor.com, Geography of the Soul, the beautiful CD that you need to own today by James Kevin O'Connor. Sponsored by the James O'Connor Agency. Bad, good little church girl. Drive your car. And Lone Star. The music and adventures of Zandi Hollop. You can check out Zandi on the Dharmic Evolution website now in 57 countries and growing strong. We're very close to launching our very own radio TV satellite network that will put this show into 198 countries very soon. Yes, it's all happening via the James O'Connor Agency, an international talent agency designed to broadcast your global career. Stay tuned for all the details and you can go over and visit the site, find out about the exciting work we're doing around the world, go to the James O'Connor Agency.com or DharmicEvolution.com and check out your show and blog profile right now. If you've been on the show, you're on the site and people from 57 countries are logging in to see you. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, master storyteller, and now international talent agent. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from a stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find 